If you've been following the Sociology Podcast since I launched it in 2021, you will be aware of the Reverse Psychology subseries, which is basically unpopular Chicago opinions from Chicago. You will also be aware of the SAT, the Sociology Awareness Test, where I quiz random Chicagoans about different questions in regards to Chicago history and culture. Well, this Black History Month, I'm introducing the Chicago Goats subseries. This is basically a black Chicago history blitz that details and gives brief summaries of different black Chicagoans that lived in our city and did great things in their respective careers and left a huge impact not on the city but on the entire world. So without further ado, let's get into it. From Harold Washington to Harold's Chicken and everything in between and beyond, this is Sociology. I was involved in many organizations at my alma mater, Western Illinois University. I pledged Omega Psi Phi Fraternity Incorporated. I was a part of the African American Department Studies Club. I had a radio show. I was in a group called Cultural Expressions, which was a poetry club. And we performed every first Friday of the month. I love poetry. I love writing. And I did it often during college. And I, and I haven't written much poetry since college because life be life in. But if you were a black student involved in any type of black student organization at Western Illinois University, which is a PWI, by the way, the chances are you spent a lot of time at the GBCC, the Gwendolyn Brooks Cultural Center, named after Gwendolyn Brooks poet. A Gemini born on June 7, 1917 in Kansas, but raised on the south side of Chicago. She would later state that her love for the city of Chicago by saying, quote, living in a city I wrote differently than I would have if I had been raised in Topeka, Kansas. I am an organic Chicagoan. Living there has given me a multiplicity of characters to aspire for. I hope to live there the rest of my days. That's my headquarters, end quote. She would start her high school tenure at High Park High School, which at the time was predominantly white. Side note, it's predominantly black now. Then she would transfer to the all-black high school, Wendell Phillips in Bronzeville, before ultimately transferring again and graduating from the integrated Inglewood High School, which is no longer in existence to this day. Her first published poem was when she was 13, and by the time of her high school graduation, she was a regular contributor to the Chicago Defender. She chose not to attend college because she knew she wanted to be a writer. She said, quote, I am not a scholar. I'm just a writer that loves to write and will always write, end quote. There were no second thoughts to this for Gwendolyn Brooks. She did, however, enroll in a two-year program at Wilson Junior College, which is now known as Kennedy King College. And during this period, she published many poems from ballads to sonnets to free verse, you name it. And she received a lot of praise, too, from a lot of notable writers, Langston Hughes, Richard Wright, James Weldon Johnson, just to name a few. And she continued to build off of this momentum when she published her first book of poetry titled A Street in Bronzeville in 1945. And it received immediate critical acclaim from black and white critics. However, it was her second poetry book, Annie Allen, published in 1949, that would earn her the Pulitzer Prize for poetry. And she made history as the first black American to receive this award. A very interesting fact that I learned recently is that she taught creative writing to some of the Blackstone Rangers in the 1960s, which is one of the largest gangs in Chicago history and to this day. She taught at Columbia College, Chicago, University of Chicago. She taught at Chicago State University, whose library is named after her, by the way. Um, in 1968, she was appointed the Poet Laureate for the state of Illinois, which is a title she held until her death in 2000. And for those who don't know what that is, 
is basically a poet that's appointed by the government to compose poems for special events and occasions. She was also appointed to an honorary one-year term for that same position for the entire United States in 1985. She passed away peacefully at her home on December 3rd, 2000 at the age of 83. She now rests at the Lincoln Cemetery in Blue Island, Illinois. Her name is written in stone all over the state, though. I mean, I mentioned the library at Chicago State University that's named after her. I mentioned the cultural center at WIU that's named after her. There's a junior high school in Harvey, Illinois, that bears her name. There's a Chicago public high school on 111th Street in Roseland that bears her name. The Gwendolyn Brooks College Preparatory High School. And as a writer myself, someone who has written short stories and poems from my childhood, Gwendolyn Brooks is a huge source of inspiration for me because she's proof that if you truly want to create, then you will create. Despite the distractions and difficulties that life throws at us, we have stories to tell and we have to tell them in spite of all of that. And we have to watch our creativity carry us to levels we cannot see unless we pick up that pen. So thank you, Gwendolyn Brooks, for all that you've done. If you enjoyed this podcast, I ask for two things and I will love you forever. Number one, please engage with us on social media. So like, share, subscribe, and comment on whatever platform you're listening to it on. And number two, please make sure you pass it on to a friend who will enjoy it as well.